This is the EWN Podcast Network. Hi, I'm Gina Davis, and welcome to Event Talk. Do you want to make more money with your products and services at festivals, fairs, and expos? Then you're in the right place. Each week, Event Talk brings you interviews with business experts, makers, artists, and business owners, nonprofits that have all successfully navigated the ins and outs of business. Plus, we want to take you behind the curtain, sharing our time-tested event marketing secrets so that you can get the most from every booth at every event. Join us as we explore what's happening at festivals, fairs, expos near you and around the country. Event Talk is your source for everything you need to get the event return on investment you deserve. I'm excited about today's conversation. Let's get started. Hello, Event Talk audience. It's good to have you back. If it's your first time, welcome. Today's conversation is how to effectively follow up to get the most out of festival fairs and expos. Today's guest is Wanda Allen, and I am your host, Gina Davis. We have a great show for you today, and I would like to start out by sharing a little bit about my guest today. Wanda Allen is a national speaker, coach, author, and award-winning business owner. She is the author of an excellent book called Follow-Up Savvy and Follow-Up Sales Strategy. Now, a little history about Wanda. After 25 years in corporate world, Wanda found her business follow-up sales strategy. She has a strong skill set for developing systems and applying the, this skill to the follow-up process. She's an expert in helping her clients increase their pipelines, improve sales performance, and strengthen relationships by developing strong follow-up skills. What she teaches is tried, tested, and proven. If you're interested in learning more about our guest today, check out the link below. Hey, let's get started. Hey, Wanda, how are you doing today? Hi, Gina. Great. Thanks so much for having me. I am looking forward to this. And as I think, I know for me, follow-up is one of my big things. I started immediately when I started my business because I knew how critical it was to follow up with a client. And as I my business has grown, it's always been part of my business. And when I met you a few weeks ago, I knew this was a conversation I wanted to have for the target audience for Find Vendor Booth. So tell us a little bit, why do people struggle so much when it comes to follow-up work? Oh, well, there's a number of reasons, but the number one reason is fear. There's so much fear associated with following up. Fear of being uncomfortable, fear of being told no, fear of coming across as pushy. Those are just a few examples of the fear. So what I want yeah. your listeners to really understand is their job is to get clients and service them well. And if they don't follow up, they're doing a disservice not only to themselves, but to their business. And to that prospect, they're never going to give the prospect an opportunity to do business with them. So the I best agree. tip, the best tip I can give for overcoming fear, and fear is a mindset. When you have to take follow-up action, whether it's a call, email, or text, believe you're going to get the business. 
because when you yes, when you believe you're going to get the business, it makes the process so much easier. I definitely do. I know when we're talking about our typical target audience, these are makers, artisans, craftsmen, but we also have people in the business owner type uh, clientele, so like insurance agents, direct salespeople. And I know all these people struggle up with follow-up. I mean, where do you see, for the people that are setting up vendor booths, where do they need to focus when it comes to follow-up work? When they're, they have the booth and they have people coming up to their booth, it's critical that they engage in the right conversation because they're there to have their product or service purchased. They're there for Correct. lead generation and, and getting prospects. So they need to set themselves up for success, and that is in having the right system in place for gathering contact information as well as asking the right question. And here's the number one question. If you've got, if you're talking to a prospect and you can see their interest is peaked or a, a, a event attendee, you must ask, unless you're going to go into a full-blown conversation in that moment, which most of the time you don't. You must don't have ask, time. Yeah, you must ask, yeah. will it be okay if I follow up with you? Because I'd like to continue this conversation. And yes. most of the time they're going to say yes, but you can't stop there. You have to say when would be a good time so that you make sure you're following up at a time that works for that prospect. And then you've got to gather the inf- contact information. Okay, I'll yeah. follow up next Thursday. I'd like to get your um, your name, phone number, and email. And make it very matter-of-fact. Know that you're, so you can't service that person without mm-hmm. getting the right information. Don't Again, don't be afraid to ask. Right, right. I mean, it, I, I like you saying it, you need to be matter-of-fact about it. It's not... You're not being pushed. You're just trying to provide that service. And the only way you can provide that service is to have a conversation with them. And you can't do that in the 2 to 15 seconds. You might be standing there around there, around your booth, trying to talk to you. There, there's going to be too much, too much going on. Definitely. Thank you for that. You're welcome. I wonder, how does the, how do you manage when you've got so many things going on in your life? How do you manage to put the follow up in there? Okay. So life is busy, life is crazy, and there's a lot of moving parts. The only way to make room for this in your full schedule is you have to make the time. Because the time is not just going to magically show up. And I know for certain that most people spend a portion of their day on unimportant work or comfortable work. And follow-up is very important work. So I will strongly suggest and encourage your listeners to always do your important for work first before you do anything else. That right. is how you fit it into your schedule. Because you can't waste days, weeks, months on nonsense work. I agree. But I do feel like, too, that sometimes people are challenged with determining what is busy work and what's the work that they need to be doing to make money. And I think that they have to sit down and figure that out. Would you agree? Yes. And so it's it's a pretty simple way. There's a very easy way to figure that out. Is what I'm doing right now going to build my business? 
Mm-hmm. And if the answer is no, then put that work aside until you get all the work done that's going to build your business for that day. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to take very long. Right. You know, it might take 30 minutes, maybe an hour. One hour is 4% of your day. Right. Can you allocate one hour to the work that's going to bring in more sales, bring in more business, and get you to the vision that you have for what you do? Mm-hmm. So how does one manage it when you have tons and tons of follow work to do? And I can especially see this after a festival is over with. Or what if you've got two, three festivals back to back? To back? I could, uh, that's, to me, that sounds crazy, but you've got follow-up work. How do you manage that? Okay, so you have back-to-back events. You're um, talking to a lot of people. I want you, your listeners to focus on those that are interested. Because following up with people who did not show an interest, in my opinion, is like banging your head against the wall. You're going to be wasting time. <laughs> you want to follow up with people that are interested because even when people are interested, it still takes time. So, and like we said, time, time, we don't have all the time in the world. So you want to be effective right. with who you're following up with. Well, that and there's another interesting question. So I know you talked about a little bit about systems. I know if I've got all these people, and yeah, I'm taking their names and stuff. How do I, re- at the end of, you know, 48 hours later, 30, you know, 72 hours later, remember the ones that are interested? You have to take good notes. If they give you a business card, jot down a few notes uh, just to jog your memory. If you have a sign-up sheet, jog it, write down a few notes on that as well. Then you're going to transfer that information into a CRM. Ah. The CR, yes, it stands for Customer Relationship Manager. And in a nutshell, it's a computer program where you keep all the contact and follow-up information for the people that are important to you. And here's a really key feature that's going to keep you on track of it is it has reminder dates. So it's going to remind you that, um, hey, it's time to follow up with Sue. Yeah. And yeah. that's how you manage it. And, and it, you, it, it centralizes all of that information for you. So when, we're, when it's centralized, you're going to have a sense of order and organization because you're not – they're not in a bunch of pieces of paper or a lot of business cards or sticky notes or in your memory bank. That's, that's just right. the door for stress. So I know that uh, people, a lot of people don't really know what a CRM system is. Maybe can you go into that in just a little bit more detail, you know, what exactly a CRM system and what would that would actually do for somebody that, that does do those festivals and fairs? Okay. So it's a, like I said, it's a computer program, and it's got a place for name, address, email, phone number. So all the contact information is there. Well, I, then I, it's well, Rhonda, I already had that on their business card. Why? Why do I need to do the other thing? Because as you're active with these events that you're going to, and you have a lot of people coming up, it's going to be very. If you need to call Bob, and you've got. 50 business cards sitting on your desk, you're going to have to sift through every one of those cards to try to find his card versus mm-hmm. going into your CRM, typing in Bob, and here he comes up. It will and take you seconds. And I know the ones that I have dealt with will actually populate your uh, Google Calendar 
with those upcoming uh, that upcoming inf- uh, information or send you notifications through email. So that makes it really nice when you need to have that list of this is who I'm going to call today. Exactly. And the right. other really critical feature to a CRM is the notes section because that's right. where you keep all the info. What was the conversation? What's the next step? And then this way, you 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 go to one place, and it is so powerful. I always say, when you use a CRM efficiently and consistently, it will change your life. And that sounds yeah. so dramatic, but it will change your life because it's going to change your business. And when your business changes, your life changes. Okay, good. Wanda, those are some really great points in that next segment. Uh, Wanda is going to talk about a little bit more about your actions the action steps that you need to take, what you should do when you haven't followed up with a prospect in a while, and how many times you need to actually follow up. It's probably more than you think. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back shortly. We'll see you soon. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? (laughs) I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating one million dollars in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven-module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand, and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Event Talk Podcast with host Gina Davis is looking for guests for future podcast episodes. If your business has a story that shows how you've aligned your marketing for success, exhibiting your products and services at festival fairs and expos, then we are looking for you. Additionally, we're looking for experts in these areas, business finance, business education, and tech tools that align with Event Talk's focus. Message us at info at findvendorboost.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network. Well, welcome back. We're so happy that you're still with us. If you're just tuning in, we're talking with Wanda Allen. She is a follow-up and sales strategist. Her, our conversation today is how to effectively follow up to get the most out of festival fairs and expos. Wanda, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. I really enjoyed that first segment. I thought we had some juicy stuff in there, but I'm really looking forward to this segment. Okay, let's get started, Wanda. I've been to a couple festivals, and dead gummit, I just got sick, I don't know, whatever happened, and I didn't follow up with those prospects. What should I do? I'm going to say follow up anyway. Ah. Because if if you don't follow up, it's a guaranteed no. You're right. And 
what happens is we get embarrassed if we don't follow up. And embarrassment is a, such a strong emotion because we all have a sense of pride in us. And if mm-hmm. something's too embarrassing, we'll say, no way, no thank you, goodbye, and we walk away from it. But I want you to muster up the courage and follow up anyway because here's the worst thing that will happen is they tell you they went with somebody else. <laughs> True. Okay, that's the worst. That's the kick in the gut. The second to worst thing that might be in your mind that'll happen is they tell you no. And no is actually okay because when somebody tells you no, they're giving you an update and a status, you know where they stand, and you're going to feel good about yourself. At least you tried. And that's why I said in the beginning, if you don't try, it is a guaranteed no. And that's just true. be honest. You know what? We met at that um, expo last month, and I'm so sorry I haven't followed up sooner. But when we met, you were interested in dot, 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 fill in the right. blank, and then you say, so I thought I would just follow up today and see if that's still of interest. Right. So what you're doing is, I call it, you're confessing the sin, and then you apologize for it. You admit you didn't follow up, you apologize for it, and move on to the purpose of the call. Do not explain why you didn't follow up, it doesn't matter, and they don't care. So don't yeah. get worried. Just, again, stick to the point. It doesn't mean you're abrasive. It just means you're professional and you're to the point. Because we don't like when people dancing around something. It's like, just just tell me what you want or tell me what you want to say. Get it don't out. Dance, <laughs> yeah, don't dance around it and just just get to the point. Excellent. And uh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know I've struggled with that on occasion, and, and I think as a woman, it's very difficult for us not to want to give the reason why something didn't happen. And I know that for me, I've had to really struggle with just saying, okay, I could make it, I can't make it, and not go into why I can't make it. Yeah. Or I I didn't follow up, you know, why did I didn't follow, follow up? Well, I don't even, I don't really even want to tell them why I didn't want to follow up. But yeah, okay, I didn't follow up, but just talk now. So I, I think yeah. everybody can, can say that they struggle with that and just know that it's not just you. Everybody struggles with it. And yes. I appreciate and you bringing that up. Yes, and just to repeat again that they don't care why you did it. And so here's something else you can say to yourself. Don't ruin an apology with an explanation mm-hmm. <laughs> because you'll exactly. minimize that apology because explanations oftentimes can become excuses, justification, right. and you're diminishing your apology. I hear this question all the time, or I have people going, telling me, I followed up twice and then I didn't follow up anymore. How many times should you actually follow up with someone you've been talking with? Research tells us that 80% of sales are made between the 5th and 12th contact. Wow, that's crazy. Yes, but 90% of people make two or less. That's correct. So if your (laughs) listeners can just really embrace the whole follow-up process and commit to it, there's so much business out for you because so many people struggle in this area. Definitely see that. Yeah, and the other thing to remind yourself is prospects don't operate on our timeline. And they don't respond when we want them to. 
Therefore, it's going to require you to continue to follow up. Because again, when you stop following up, you're doing a disservice to you, to the prospect, and you're pulling yourself out of the game. So what happens is because 90% make two or less follow-ups, uh, what they're, that 90% is doing is they're assuming the prospect isn't interested. So they're dropping them. And just right. because a prospect doesn't respond in two contacts, that means nothing, absolutely nothing. And remind yourself, 80% of sales are made between the fifth and twelfth contact. Mm-hmm. So it's not about you. And again, please come from a place of service rather than making the sale. Because when right. you come from a place of service, it's easier to continue to follow up. Uh, I, I definitely agree. Some people may be looking at that five to 12 times following up. Well, you know, do I call them every time? What do I do? Yes. So uh, the phone is the most efficient tool we have, and it's one that's used the least. Because I can cover with you in a four-minute conversation what could take six emails in three days. And you'll (laughs) tell me things over the phone that you won't tell me in an email. So I... Always encourage the phone first. And then you follow up with an email or a text. Hey, I left you a message and thought I would email or text as well. This way you're right. covering both your both bases. But, you you know, there comes a point, and it's a whole system that we don't have time to get into on this call, right. but, you know, there you, you, you've got to make, make sure that you continue to follow up, and then if they're not responding, then it sometimes can turn into a staying in touch, and then you, you um, alternate. One time I'm going to ask for the business. The next time I'm going to ask, you know, I'm not. I'm just going to stay in touch. And that's what keeps you on the forefront of their mind. Because if right. you don't follow up and stay in touch, they are not going to remember you. As much as we want to believe we won't be forgotten yeah. about, we will. We will. Yeah, definitely. So just oh. stay in there. It's 80% between 5 and 12. You can do it. You just have to have the right system. And processes in place. So one other thing I thought it would be interesting to bring up is from our maker, artisan, craftsman. A lot of times I hear, "Well, I'm just making the sale. I, you know, I, you know, I, I don't have anything in, in place to continue communicating with those people. I don't think they're going to want anything else from me." So what would you say to people that are thinking like that as a as a craft? Yeah, so I call that ego-based thinking. The mm. ego is a know-it-all. And <laughs> when you say to yourself, I don't think they want that or I don't think they'd want another piece, or you, you don't know. You have no idea, and that's your ego thinking it knows. And when we're operating from our ego and ego-based thinking, it's not going to serve well. Right. You don't make assumptions. You know what happens when you assume, right? Oh, yeah. So you can't you can't make assumptions thinking you know what other people are thinking or what other people yeah. want. You're just shooting yourself in the foot by well, doing I mean, that. Even, that even goes back to making the assumption, you know, at two phone calls that they're not interested. It's just yeah. you can't it, it's not really your decision until you, in, in my opinion, until you have a hard no, it's not really a no. Now, right. yes, when, you, yes, that, 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 
do say it usually happens between the fifth and twelfth time, but I mean, I've had clients that I've been talking to for two years finally do business with me. Yeah. Yeah. And when you say, oh, they're not interested or they're not going to want this, you are in essence making the buying decision for them. Mm -hmm. Well, that was a really wonderful conversation today. And I hope, audience, that you've got a lot about it. I think I felt very strongly about follow-up. And when I met Wanda, we just kind of clicked and uh, because we both had kind of the same philosophy. And I think that she offers something that is a wonderful tool. She has uh, can hold you accountable. She has a great group, a coaching group, and a great system. So if you're thinking in the, that this might be something that you could use in your business, I will have some information below. But before we get out of here, Wanda, why don't you kind of wind us up with a closing thought or a recap of what you talked today? Okay, so to move forward and to really take the information you learned today, just please remember to have the right mindset to use a CRM and to know that you are doing what you do um, from a place of service. You okay. make the world a better place. You make your prospect, your client's life better because of what you provide. So it's a re- we all have a responsibility. Definitely. Well, thanks again, Wanda. Wanda's with Follow-Up Sales Strategy. It was a great show today. And I will have information if you would like to connect with Wanda in the resources below. Now, our next audience, our next podcast will go live on July 16th. And I will have a special podcast for you just for you that day. Don't forget to save the date. If you would like to receive content on our latest podcast in your inbox, you can subscribe to our newsletter for all the news on Find Vendor Booth and event marketing going on today. Find Vendor Booth is your one-stop resource for everything you need to know to get the best results from each and every festival, fair, and expo. Everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.